Welcome to episode 11 of the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast by Life Confident, where we focus on melting away shyness and social anxiety, building skyscraper confidence, and developing cloud-bursting social skills. I'm your host, Richard Gray, and today's topic is the eight activating actions for becoming more confident on stage and in life. Now, when you think about it, stage fright is the most irrational fear in the world. After all, what is public speaking other than one human being talking to another human being? For anyone who has suffered from shyness or social anxiety, stage fright can be even more debilitating and lead to a point where you hit rock bottom. When this happens, you either feel yourself sinking into the abyss of acceptance for a reduced quality of life, or you find a springboard. Now, in my mid-twenties, I was asked to be a best man at a wedding. I accepted it as an opportunity for the ultimate exposure therapy and to test a newfound confidence I was feeling at the time. Inevitably, though, the big moment of speeches arrived and what would turn out to be the most humiliating rock-bottom moment of my life. Luckily for me, I found a springboard. You see, I'd recently been learning some memory techniques to overcome a blank mind in social situations. Coupled with this, and multiple viewings of a then-just-released film called Four Weddings and a Funeral, I was sure I could pull off a version of Hugh Grant's charmingly bumbling best man speech. Now, I crafted my own speech, and I rehearsed it over and over again for the next few months. It was a good speech. After this wedding, I was going to be a new person and a confident performer. New life, here I come. In the week leading up to the wedding, some fears began to creep in as the uninvited social phobia tenant in my head grew restless. In the final hours, just about all the effects of my fledgling confidence had worn off, leaving me to imagine the worst possible scenarios unfolding during the speech, i.e. forgetting my speech. So the moment had arrived. The groom's father had just finished his speech, and now it was my turn. I stood up before a crowded reception of suited and booted middle-class strangers, my hands shaking and body saturated in adrenaline. Against all self-expectation, my opening joke went down really well, and if this had been a Hollywood movie, I would have relaxed into my speech, discarded the bullet-point notes tightly clutched in my badly shaking hand, and put professional performers like Mr Hugh Grant to shame. However, this wasn't a Hollywood movie, and I didn't relax. Quite the opposite. Chronic stage fright set in as my worst fears unfolded in real time, and my mind went blank. The bullet point prompts I'd come equipped with may as well have been written in Klingon. What must all those people have thought of me? At best, I had managed to choke out about a third of my speech, maybe as much as half. But as it came to a faltering end, the final nail in the coffin was hearing someone quietly murmur, Is that it? Those three words were all the feedback I needed 
to confirm I'd not only delivered a poor speech and let my friend down, but also delivered a hammer blow to my dreams of a confident new future. The next day, I felt anger and frustration like never before. With my teens and most of my twenties now behind me, I wanted to burn the world to the ground. Instead, that anger fueled a growing determination to make my shyness irrelevant and to fight those anxiety issues. It turned out to be a at least a ten-year journey into self-development from Kung Fu training, yes, I said it, Kung Fu training, to public speaking courses, hypnotism to NLP, and so much more in between. I arrived at the point of publishing my first educational book, aimed at helping people experiencing a blank mind in their driving theory tests. I soon found myself being invited onto the public speaking circuit of advanced drivers groups, and the difference to my best man's speech performance was like night and day. Why do you get nervous when presenting? Whether it's a wedding speech or being on stage giving a presentation, this is you standing in front of a crowd of people who you don't know and experiencing multiple performance anxiety symptoms, all because the primeval reptilian part of your brain is firing off fight-or-flight messages. Your heart rate increases as you look out at a sea of people looking back at you, waiting. Panic arises in your brain, pumps adrenaline into your system, ready for sudden action. Some of the stage fright symptoms are shaking hands from the excess of adrenaline, shallow breathing as you try to reoxygenate your bloodstream. Your cheeks burn as you overheat. You sweat as you try to cool back down. And your mind goes blank as your brain diverts its resources from your higher functions, from all of your non-essential functions, into your muscles ready for that fight or flight action. And this includes your higher cognitive thinking processes, which is why your mind goes blank. So speaking in social groups is a different proposition to being in front of a crowd, but the nerves can be just as debilitating when the spotlight of attention is on you. Perhaps your hands don't shake, but the same fight or flight response will have your mind closing up for business just as quickly. So why do you fear to speak in public? Well, the brain was wired for survival in a much harsher world than today's you should reasonably expect to be safe from attack when given a speech, or, or just talking in general, in one-on-one or in a group. Unless, of course, you're insulting someone's mother, then that's a different matter. So, your brain must be responding to a different kind of fear, such as a fear of loss of reputation, status, security, etc. In my wedding speech, or my best man's speech, should I say, My brain was clearly fearing loss of reputation and humiliation through my mind going blank. So how can you be confident on stage? Well, number one, commit. First and foremost, once you know it's definitely happening and you're going to go ahead with it, commit to it fully. This means ridding your mind of all ideas you could find an excuse to back out at some point. All this does is anchor your mind to negativity. Two, 
breathe. Being in the spotlight can be a little like walking across a very high narrow bridge, looking down and your brain panics. When this happens, your breathing becomes shallow and rapid. This also causes your voice to go quiet. So take interval moments and just pause to breathe deeply. This is what reoxygenates your bloodstream. Three, pep talk. Remind yourself you're actually not the centre of attention. You're just the conduit. Nobody is really coming to see you unless you're a celebrity. They're only coming to hear what you have to say. Nobody cares about you or your stage fright. They only care about what you can tell them or teach them. Four, visualise. Now, sounds a bit new age, right? But it's all about convincing your mind that a positive outcome is going to occur. It works for athletes, so it will work for you too. Visualise people laughing, applauding, nodding along with interest or whatever outcome you want from them. 5. Preparation Nothing will give you more confidence than knowing your subject. Imposter syndrome thrives on a fear you will be challenged on something you said or asked follow-up questions which you can't answer. 6. Memory There are some memory techniques like the chain method that can be a great help to the continuity of your speech. These work so well because you're working with the primary language of your brain. Number seven, energy. In the hours leading up to a speech or presentation, any negativity and fear in your mind can cloud your body language. So if you can find a discreet place, reverse that flow of negative energy by doing some star jumps. This will bring up your energy and flush out your mind. Number eight, lie. No matter what you do, you'll feel some nerves prior to performing. If they are too much, you can take the edge off by lying to your brain. Tell yourself your anxiety sensations that you're experiencing that moment are for an event that is taking place after your speech. Trust me, it really does have an effect. So, an exception to these eight points. All these points, when combined, should enable you to control your anxieties and go on to give a successful speech or presentation. If, however, you have social anxiety, then it's strongly recommended you complete some therapy or a programme such as the Mental Health Master Plan before going ahead. When I did that best man speech all those years ago, fired up by some memory techniques that I'd just learnt, I completely underestimated the power of my subconscious to rise up and effortlessly overpower my conscious preparation. Exposure therapy can be the worst advice in the world when done prematurely. When you have strong shyness or social anxiety programs running through your mind, throwing yourself in at the deep end of socialising or public speaking will often do more damage than good. Thank you for listening. This has been the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify 
Google Podcasts or anywhere that good podcasts can be found so you don't miss the next episode. To find out more about Live Confidence World exclusive programmes, such as the Emotional Social Intelligence Masterclass, or indeed the Mental Health Master Plan, just visit lifeconfident.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Richard Gray, and you've been amazing.